Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Hi, Courageitarians. Welcome back to Where the Lotus Grows. This is Kimberly Searle. Tanya Drew. Today we're going to talk about the generosity of Mother Earth. And sometimes I just forget to uh, appreciate the sun and the moon. Because without the sun, we would not have a lot of the wonderful things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the moon also offers such a soft light that helps us balance our hormones and our being. I was just going to say it's, it's responsible for a lot of our cycles. Yeah. Our tides and our um, magnetic residence, our res- resonance. And our, like our, even our, um, like you said, our hormones, our, our lady cycle is a moon cycle. Yes. And the sun and the moon always show up for each other. Mm-hmm. No matter if, one decided not to shine so brightly or if one decided to only show up halfway right they still show up for each other in whichever form they can that day and so I'd like to start off the discussion with sensational sense and so I'm specifically talking about aromatherapy is concentration of energy in the shape of a scent such as essential oils consistent of um, the concentration of maybe hundreds of petals or plant parts or tree resin that can be attained by steam distillation, or you could press them and bottle them. And the olfactory nerve is in direct contact with the brain. So the mucous membrane in our noses can discern tens of thousands of different scent molecules. And our emotional memory is particularly sensitive to scent. So smell is the most primal sense. It alerts us to danger. It guides us towards food and potential partners. The brain still remains more quickly, responds more quickly to the olfactory stimulation than to anything else. We feel secure when we smell uh, anus. Uh, We have this concentration that intensifies from cypress. And happiness comes around orange blossom. I'm sorry, I'm dying. And I know is my it accent? is your beautiful Midwestern accent, and I love it. But it's definitely Anna's. This is Anna. so unprofessional um, that I'm giggling because it sounded like she said we're connected to the smell of anus. <laughs> and not Anna's. I'm so sorry. Please begin again. I am seven years old, apparently. <laughs> my, my accent comes out in my A's and my O's. <laughs> but we can breathe in this mildness of, of nature and we can breathe out stress. So for me, essential oils have helped me improve my digestion. They help me with my sleep. And um, I'm sensitive, so it helps me remember to protect myself as I guide others to healing. It helps me with depression and anxiety. 
So I use Melissa oil really to uh, calm my anxiety. What's Melissa oil? Oh, Melissa is a herb, right? You can have fields of Melissa. I had no idea. Yeah. I use neroli at night to help me fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, Rose and frankincense if I need grounding or kind of uplifting. Sure. Uh, I use citrus for that midday kind of slump that we get. Right, for energy. And uh, I also use Palo Santo for cleansing. Oh, I love Palo Santo. It's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that you mentioned the olfactory system. Um, One of the things that I I wanted to just tie in with that is how the close connection between um, our olfactory system, our sense of smell, and memory. So if you've ever... If, you, if there's a place that you know, like you can even smell it now, just imagining the smell of a place that you can kind of remember. Um, smell is really closely tied to memory and you can connect that. So it kind of makes sense to me um, when you think about aromatherapy and specific smells for specific moods. Not only are you tying to how that actually physically presents in that moment so you're feeling down you reach for some frankincense or you that mid-afternoon slump you need some a pick-me-up with something citrusy but additionally the memory that's tied to that smell as well so then if you have a positive memory that you can associate with that um it can make the use of that aromatherapy even more powerful Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we all know what smells are for Christmas, for Thanksgiving. Sure. Um, smells of our grandparents' homes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what age it is that we all start to adopt that old person mothball smell. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like it happens to every generation. I was thinking sheets on the line, you know? <laughs> When you used to hang your clothes outside. Oh, absolutely. That's a, a tremendous smell. I love that. Um, baked bread. Baked bread. Uh, lilacs in the spring. Um, um, so many wonderful memories and senses tied to smell. Um, I wanted to mention, and I'll mention it at the end of the episode, but we have a friend who is really into aromatherapy and hopefully someday we'll be able to get her on and kind of interview her in a little more detail on this topic. What else does Mother Earth bring us? (laughs) The word natural calls up visions of green for me. But as an acquaintance once said to me, plants, mushrooms, and animals come in all colors of the rainbows. So let children paint and draw in all colors. The earliest proof of uh, the use of natural colors would be cave paintings. And you would see them use charcoal. And some of cave paintings are 40,000 years old. It wasn't until later in the 19th century that coloring and painting were done exclusively with natural and mineral pigments such as turmeric and saffron. And indigo. These pigments have made a comeback recently because they're more environmental friendly than chemical colorings. And in production processes, 
and usages as well as in their decomposition. So natural colors also look more serene than synthetic hues. They catch the light better. They look more lively with a chemically based saturated color. And painting helps me view my relationship with others. So in undergrad, I did uh, a class where I learned to uh, do batiking and um, do some um, marbling. Um, so I created designs on fabrics and could create some of my own prints. I also have taken as an adult painting classes and I've learned so much about myself and about uh, perception through painting. And just in general, the use of specifically natural. So tying this in to, you know, all the beauty of Mother Earth and looking at the senses. And we've, we've talked about smell a little bit and aromatherapy. And now we're into like natural colors and art and so sight. kind of tying that all into sight. Mm-hmm our sense of sight, our appreciation of beauty. Um, And I love the idea of that. I personally am big on natural dyes and natural fibers and natural colors, uh, specifically when it comes to food, which we'll probably talk about in future podcasts, (laughs) Um, and how that all ties in. And as you were kind of talking about art as a representation of this and nature using natural colors. I was thinking about um, since my son's been born, when we color eggs for Easter, then we use saffron and beet and blueberry and, you know, different things to tint our eggs as opposed to manufactured color. Not only because it's better for our bodies, but I also feel like it's better for the environment in general. Um, And I know that when you create art, you try to do the same, to use natural Mm -hmm. uh, colorings and pigments. Yeah, I love to dye silk. That's always rewarding for me to work with that material and, and color and vibrant. You know, and sometimes I think we get into... Um telling children what color things should be, you know, kind of color within the lines and Mm -hmm. with the appropriate colors. But, uh, you know, there are so many different colors of species out there in nature. So allowing that creativity to be there. No, I think that's a beautiful thing. It's a big point. Um, As you said that, it made me think about, so my dad, I've mentioned before, has a, a brain injury and, Um, so he doesn't have full memory, short-term memory capabilities. And, and one of his favorite things to do with my son is they color together. And so my dad's favorite thing to color, he's got these classic car coloring books that are like classic cars of the fifties. Cause he, despite his short-term memory knows tons and tons about cars and he can tell you all about them. And when he colors with my son, my son is very much like, let's make the tires green, you know, let's make the windshield blue. And my dad is very much, well, no, tires are black. 
and windshields have to be clear because you have to be able to see through them. And so there's always this, and I try to gently remind him that there's no reason why you can't have green tires, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that we can't be so rigid and um, what things have to be all the time, that it's nice to be creative. Yes. And kind of um, explore that a little bit more. Sure. Now there are all colors of rims, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We can also talk about the solar power. You know, I we had opened with talking about the sun and sun really makes it available for plants to grow. So turmeric is an Indian yellow root and it's the spice that gives India its golden glow. It can be uh, pulverized in the root um, we can use uh, cucumbers, right? They're widely used to enhance the joy of life. Um, people use it as ingredients for uh, curries. Uh, they use turmeric for coloring agents for dishes and fabrics and skin decorations. It can be a natural ant repellent in India. So turmeric is also an important element in religious feasts and wedding ceremonies. The spice owes its popularity not only to its status as the earthy equivalent of sunlight, but also as an anti-inflammatory effect um, on our our circulation, on our our being. So if you look at the Ayurveda study, turmeric is used to treat acne, scratches, and small wounds. It's also to have a positive effect on diseases like thrombosis, arthritis, Alzheimer's, and uh, Parkinson's. It's also said to cleanse cleanse the chakras to improve our well-being and prosperity and strengthen the connection to the female divinity. So according to Indian herbologists, every spine has its own day and every spice has its own day. And Sunday is turmeric's day when people pray to their higher power asking for love and happiness. So my first introduction to turmeric was my first introduction to um, yoga. And I was encouraged to drink a turmeric tea. And I didn't even know uh, what turmeric was, let alone when I purchased it and opened it and smelled it. I was like, I have to drink this in a tea. I don't know if I can do this. So I first started putting it in uh, applesauce and then I would put it in some yogurt or cottage cheese to eat it. And now I can drink it in a tea. I can even make a little tincture of it. Um, And research shows that if we combine turmeric with black pepper, we absorb it uh, more into our system to help with that anti-inflammatory diseases. Hmm. Uh, I use turmeric now. I'll get the turmeric root and I put it in a lot of my smoothies. I slice it up like I would do ginger mm-hmm. or make a tea out of it. Uh, I was taking a turmeric supplement for inflammation prior to um, conceiving. But once you're pregnant, I mean, you can eat it in foods, but you shouldn't take it in more copious amounts because it's been known to trigger labor symptoms in an early labor. I was curious how you're going to tie turmeric into solar power because you started this section with solar. So so bringing it around is it's just the golden uh, yellow herb. 
Yes. Is that how we're kind of well, that, tying this in? We do. It wouldn't grow if we didn't have sun either. Nope, absolutely. <laughs> I was just, I was just wondering, like, where is she going with this? We started with we, sunshine. We need sunshine for our herbs to grow. Uh, turmeric does happen to be a golden color, um, like sun, but you know, without the sun, my herbs in my garden, rosemary oh, and basil absolutely. and sage and um, my dill and my mints. Um, they don't thrive. Sure. No, absolutely. And as you're speaking of turmeric, so for the color and the flavor, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't as familiar with turmeric in my early life. I think it, it definitely is often found much more in Eastern dishes mm-hmm. than it is in our food. Um, but then again, what is more American than a hot dog with mustard on it. <laughs> and mustard is literally turmeric and mustard seed mm-hmm. and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's there and it's been there the whole time and we just didn't know it. I add turmeric to my deviled eggs and potato salad and that kind of thing, not just for the um, more pronounced color because it does make it really pretty, um, but also for that little pop of flavor. I feel like it adds a little bit of flavor to both of those dishes. And so when I put turmeric in things, those are two things that that's my that's my secret ingredient, guys. <laughs> if you like my potato salad or my deviled eggs, it's because I put turmeric in it. <laughs> um, again, with discussing, and I don't know if you have more to say on this, um, as we talk about herbs and whatnot from the earth, Another, I I know another person. I have another person in mind that would make a really great guest as far as talking about um, backyard herbology mm-hmm. and kind of what goes with what and what you can find and kind of going on explorations with herbs and um, spices and even mushrooms. She's pretty fantastic with all that kind of stuff, and so. Um, I don't know, listeners, maybe let us know (laughs) Um, if that's something that you're interested in. But that might be a really cool episode of Where the Lotus Grows that we can get out into nature uh, a little bit more. Yeah, we love that. We both enjoyed walking around the herb garden at school. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed seeing an herbologist while I was in school and making my, um, you know, you would, they would prescribe the mixture of herbs and then I would take it home and put it in my little herb pot. It's like a, a crock pot that looks like a teapot and it cooks down. Right. Cause and you then saw you a Chinese medicine specialist mm-hmm. while you were there. Yeah. You pour it out and it becomes a, like a tea that you drink. Okay. It never looks good. It rarely smells good. It looks pretty in the package until you make it into your, your item. I did hear that <laughs> rumor going around. That. But, um, it, you know, it, you can really feel uh, the differences. I think it's more than you, more than a supplement. I could tell a difference, which was really interesting to me. And Dr. Uh, Juilliard at lifespa.com is an Ayurvedic uh, specialist. And he talks a lot about uh, herbs and, and how to use those to, to heal. Well, and as we're discussing this, the benefits of Mother Earth and connection, um, one of the other things that I thought of when you brought up this topic um, was the importance of just in general getting out into nature. 
Mm-hmm. So we are both, we like to consider ourselves forest bathers. We like to go out and get into nature and really spend some time in the green. I know for you, because you live close to water, you're also a big uh, get close to the water kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my studio's off, the, uh, off a river and... There are many times that I look out to look at the green of the trees and to get out and walk, even just the river walk uh, during my my mid afternoon break. Well, too, it, it's so interesting. I think this happens a lot. It's serendipitous a lot of times when it comes to we plan to get together to podcast and then something comes up that I listen to another podcast that ties into our topic or I read something that ties into our topic. I get an email just randomly um, that ties into our topic. And just two days ago, um, I love NPR podcasts and their podcast called Hidden Brain. Um, And so Monday's episode this last Monday was our better nature. And it was about um, living in the city versus being exposed to, so living in the city and having a lack of exposure to nature versus having more green space and how that really affects the human body and the human psyche. And so this um, woman, and I'm going to put this in the show notes so that everybody has it, this woman researcher, um, Ming who I know I'm pronouncing her last name wrong, um, just has looked at the effects of nature for the last 30 years on different places. And she was discussing how um, people in, with the same demographic, the same socioeconomic background in these similar areas, mm-hmm. uh, but one had closer or more exposure to green places and parks and greenery. And others were more in like the concrete jungle kind of no exposure to that crime rates were significantly higher in the areas where there was no exposure to nature. Um, There were studies where cortisol levels and stress hormones and all of these things were greater in people who are not exposed to nature. Um, And I really think that that says something about our connection to our planet, our evolution as people. We are, uh, you know, not that we haven't evolved into this, you know, (laughs) awesome industrial complex, um, but our connection to nature and to all of those things around us, like I like, I appreciate that you use the senses of um, taste and smell and touch and sight and, uh, you know, all of that to kind of bring this together. Um, Just the importance of being in nature, exposing ourselves to nature and all the different forms that Mother Earth takes for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think Japan right now is actually prescribing uh, forest bathing and, uh, you know, they encourage you on your break to go out and walk the paths to have lunch out in nature. You know, it, and so I think it's interesting and in, in bringing up that statistic on the crime rate, mm-hmm. right? And that's huge. It was a it was a fascinating podcast, and it was really interesting. And being a 
a, a city kid when I was a kid being born a city mouse <laughs> and moving to being a country mouse when I was a little older. Um, I can see differences. I can see differences in um, myself, but because I was young, I, I see the differences in the adults around me more. Mm-hmm. Um, how they behaved when we lived in the city versus when we moved out to the country and different connections mm-hmm. to that. Or um, made to have that space, that freedom. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. So unadulterated nature is the best provider, whether for herbs, mood enhancers, through scents and colors and healing. It's just important to remember that the warmth and the comfort of mother nature is the source of all of these treasures. Mm, Well said. So we'd like to hear from you as always. Um, If you have some interest in us bringing up some more specifics of these topics and you'd want to hear us bring somebody in to talk about herbs, aromatherapy, forest bathing, we know people. We have connections. (laughs) So um, if these are future topics that you're interested in, let us know. And as always, we just want to hear from you lovelies. We love our Couragetarians. We always want to know what you're up to. So hit us up on all the social media platforms. Feel free to leave us a review. And if you'd like to support us with more than just your love, but a little financial support, um, see what you can find on Patreon. We've got some extra stuff on there to offer to you. So find us on our website and link to our Patreon from there. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Where the Lotus Grows. Join us in further conversations. We believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community. You can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, Where the Lotus Grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, Where the Lotus G1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.